Today on Launchpad, we get to find out why I, one of Josh's best friends, pulled the pin on my entire life, why he and I emptied all these beer cans, and why I believe it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Welcome to The Shit Show. Hey, Warren, why don't you get yourself a beer? We're here with Warren Carroll. That's me. Oh, I'm excited about this episode because Warren not only is one of my best friends in the whole wide world, he has, uh, we've talked about on the show several times about um, there's the the visionary that's out dancing by himself and how possibly uh, it's more important or the more important people are the people that follow him out onto the dance floor. And Warren has just an amazing life story uh, for so many different reasons. Uh, He has a he has a pull the pin story, yeah. as I like to call it, where he just pulled the pin on his life. I got a phone call from him one day. He said, I'm getting a divorce. Yep. I want to come work for you. I said, I don't have enough money to hire you. He said, I'm going to come work for free. For four months. Like, that was, yeah. Well, yeah. I can't really say no to that. Yeah. <laughs> so come out and work. I mean, we didn't. We knew each other in high school. His sister is uh, one of my best friends in the whole wide world, but we really were not much more than acquaintances until this particular phone call. Yeah. And... um Warren, I mean, why don't you tell us the story? You don't want to hear me tell the story. You let's hear from your perspective because I usually tell other people's stories. That's one of my moves. (laughs) I'll tell Josh's stories all the time. Yeah. Um, I want I want to hear it from your perspective because it's fucking amazing. It's a really good story. So for me, um, I guess a little bit of background. Um, Josh and I grew up in the same hometown, Aberdeen, Washington, which is a very interesting place that. has a lot of life in it, a lot of death in it, a lot of love in it, a lot of drugs in it, a lot of rain in it. <laughs> a lot it. of love and drugs in it. Yes, a lot of love and drugs in it. Um, so the first time I met Josh, What's our suicide and death count from drugs? It's like... What, between the people that we know? Yeah, it's so it's high. It's in, the th- I think, the 30s At least. of people that either Josh or I know that either committed suicide or had a drug overdose. Yeah, it's a lot. It's really It's high. a lot. Anyway, carry yeah, on. Yeah, you know. So it's it's a real, real fun, sunshiny place. Birthplace of grunge music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lives up to its um, name. But for me, this, uh, this experience started with uh, me meeting Josh Springer. I was in ninth grade. He was a senior in high school at Aberdeen High School. Um, was a friend of my sister's, and when I met him, I was like, this guy is a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> Um, had an awesome car, was a downhill street loser, was a sign maker, was a fabricator, was an artist, was somebody that I looked at and, um, at the time did not appreciate his intelligence, but knew that he was a very unique, very interesting human being. And our interactions at that point were, Oh, you thought all that? Oh yeah. (laughs) But very minimal. Right. I mean, (laughs) You In knew hindsight, me, you yeah. You knew me as Cheyenne's sure. brother, yeah, and I knew you as the guy that'll light a fucking couch on fire, <laughs> yeah. really. Um, so after that, um, weren't really friends, weren't really, you know, didn't really spend any time together. I came out to the property with you. Yeah. Um, you were there with me on a bad mushroom trip once. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this. I, where is that motorcycle helmet? <laughs> it's 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 in that same. Spot so it's still there. Yeah, it's still my grandparents' house. The comment that I heard was, "I am a worthless heap 
of meated heat <laughs> as he was flopping around on the ground with a sparkly gold, like 80s style, full head motorcycle helmet. He was oh my rolling God. his head around on the floor. I'm so cold. <laughs> trying to tell him to get off the tile floor. So yeah, that's probably that is probably the craziest <laughs> moment. Like, Leave him there. Leave him there. <laughs> get up. All right. Get up. <laughs> so um I guess that would probably be the only time we really really like got super weird together yeah. until I moved here. So smash cut. He does his <laughs> thing. I do Stop. my thing through high school. I meet a girl at 15 and a half years old. Totally smitten. Uh, start dating her at 16, get married at 19. So you could bone her. Yeah. Cause you know, <laughs> I didn't have sex till I got married as a virgin till the, you oh, know, virgin like so Mary, endearing. um, yep. got to, got to right before, right before I was getting ready to move to Seattle with my future wife and my sister called me and said, you need to see the coolest thing you will ever see in your life. I said, what the hell, what the hell is that? And she's like, well, you know, Josh, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes, I know Josh. What did he do? And I was imagining downhill street losing. He crashed, maybe had something amputated, made a cool <laughs> little claw. I didn't know what it would be. And she wouldn't tell me over the phone. And she said, you have to show up. She was sworn to secrecy. The, uh, yeah. Sworn to secrecy? Well, legally binding contract. Do you think that that, that would really stop agreement. her? It did. <laughs> True. It finally shut her stupid mouth. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I don't even know. I contract. I don't know if it could shut my stupid mouth. No, Mine goes all the time. Family thing. Yeah, it's a family um, Carol trait. So I showed up at a garage in Montesano, Washington, which is about 15 minutes from our hometown. Walk into the garage, and I see the first four-valve dispenser that was ever made, and I saw a cup set down on it. And it it was it changed my life. That moment, that moment, I saw it. I thought, I need to work for this company. I need to be part of this right now. But then I was like, oh well, I'm getting married. I'm moving to Seattle. I need to. Well, make your parents, your parents are even like, uh, well, what if Josh dies? Which is a total possibility. Yeah. yeah. Um, and China's like, well, Warren could run the company. <laughs> I'm like, meh, probably not, but okay. Yeah. That was at that time. Yeah, that was at that time. And probably not still. It's a special type of person to be able to deal with what he deals with. Um, so I saw the dispenser in that garage, and it was one of, uh, one of the first fundraising rounds for Grin on Industries. And it, it was, was the first. Yeah, it, was it was the first. Friends, family, and fools round. Yep. The three Fs. And so I remember seeing it. Um, loved it. My mom and I and my dad. Uh, my sister would have been there, but since she didn't have any money, she was excluded from the meeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, her. yeah. So um, it was my mom, my dad, and I, and we sat there and we talked about it. And what I said was, we sat down to eat at this burger restaurant, the Crow's Nest. And we sat down, and I looked across the table, and it was my mom and my dad who've been divorced forever, but are great together, and. I looked at him and I said, I don't know about you guys, but all of the money that I have at this moment to my name, I am willing to light on fire to have the opportunity to be part of this company. And that wasn't very much money. It was like 5,000 bucks. Yeah, I had 5,000. Yeah. Which was a lot of money to us. Yeah. At the time. And a so lot. 
tremendous amount. My mom decided to invest. Your old man is the first person to write me a, a check over twenty grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he'll he'll claim that he'll there'll be days in the should. future where he's like, at one point, he should in this world, I was the lead <laughs> investor in Green Industries. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's how it's gonna go, but it's gonna be great. Yeah, so, he'll be drunk. I invested in the company at that point, and that would have been in two thousand and eight. Nine, eight. It was 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Went on my merry way to Seattle. Was a union electrician in Seattle. Married, whole thing, condo, house, wife, all the stuff, dog. And then it came down to where my personal life had gone in a way that I never thought it would have. But I was single for, I was going to be single for the first time in 11 years. Oh, there you go. Yep. Nice. Yep. Recovery. First time in 11 years I was single. And at that time, I'd been an electrician in Seattle for nine years, had every opportunity that I ever could have wished for, had had the best experience doing it. Still to this day, get phone calls asking me to go back to Seattle to run work. And my answer is, I'm having too much fun. I can't, I can't give this up. I had the opportunity at that point to call somebody that I didn't really know. I didn't know Which you at was the time. Uh, an amazing thing. Uh, like I mean, our 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 total time spent together before the moment that I called you was in the twenty hours. I was going to say forty eight. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. in the that would be from fifteen until twenty seven. Yeah. So in twelve years. Well, if you count the whole weekends, I mean. Okay. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll give it a, a couple more. hundred hours. But let's say sober hours that I remember <laughs> him being there for. Where's my mandolin? That's a great story. <laughs> That's, That's a great, a great story. story. You fucking dick. That was so good. <laughs> But well, I mean, we might come back to that yeah, one. Yeah, we might. The, um, so I called him. He's the first person that I actually told that I was going to get divorced. And I didn't really know him. But I knew what he was doing. I knew the people that had moved to work with him. I knew the journey that they had been on at least a little bit. From I'd also kind of been there. Like, was and that part of it? Yes. Oh, yeah. totally. Totally. Josh had just recently been divorced himself. Um with somebody from the same hometown, so there was a our lot wives of... were good friends. I What's think. that? Our wives were friends. Yes, we yeah. they almost died. They almost died and on we were Mount both Rainier, and secretly we... hoping that maybe they actually did. Not really, and not really. But but it would have been mean, easier. It would have been a lot easier than a divorce. I would have got. Life I mean, I'm not gonna insurance. lie. If that didn't <laughs> cross my mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Sarah. Yeah, I remember uh, <laughs> when you called me that day. Yeah, they had. They're not back. They're not back. I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> so um all the That's love so funny we we're thinking this yeah time. all the love to noelle and sarah mm-hmm. um so i was i was single for the first time and i looked at my life and at this point i had done a lot of growing and i had looked at it and said you know what i could be a union electrician in seattle washington for the rest of my life and be very successful but I'm going to be an electrician. I'll be building doctor's offices. I'll be building high-rise towers. I'll be building stuff for Microsoft, Boeing, all these different companies. And I had always remembered in the back of my mind that when I saw this invention, when I saw it first happen, I'd always wanted to be a part of it. And I had found myself in a position in life where I could do whatever the fuck I wanted to. 
and what I wanted to do. Which is rare, but very rare. But also not that rare. Well, it's a, you and I have talked about it a lot. Like I could do whatever the fuck I wanted tomorrow. If I wanted to turn the lights out and go do something, I I I could. Yes, and so could I. But <laughs> you know, you've got the skills, you got the talent, you've yeah. been through all of it, right? You've had your ass kicked so many times that you realize that nothing really matters. Yeah, at a certain point, it doesn't. And that's the point where I had reached. Um, you know, that was two little over two years ago when I called you and said, "Hey, guess what? I'm done. I'm pulling the pin." On my entire life, I'm getting rid of the house. I'm getting rid of the condo. I'm getting rid of the cars. I'm getting rid of the wife. I'm getting rid of my career. I'm leaving it all behind. Pulling the pin. I want to. So cool. I want to. So cool. I I've never be, pulled, I've never actually pulled the pin. It's a. It's the best yeah. feeling. There's a picture that I still have on my phone, and it's of when I went back to Seattle after two months of being in Indianapolis working for you, and I went on. Uh, the project manager that I used to have for the electrical contractor that I worked for took me to lunch and he's like, Hey, you know, they told me to take you to lunch. I know that you're not coming back, but they told me to tell you, here's the deal, right? Here's your package that you would get. And I said, Hey John, when we're done with lunch, can I see the receipt? Cause I know you got to turn it in. And he's like, yeah. So I wrote on the back, love you, mean it, having too much fun, never coming back love Warren and sign the back of the receipt. And I still have the picture that I look at. I'm like, you know what? It's still the best decision I ever made. And having the opportunity to be able to call somebody and say, guess what? I'm, I'm done with my life right now. And I know I'd known that he had done kind of the same thing with, he was, you know, you were, you were, well, kind of, yes, I did, but it's different, 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 but I knew that you were, I I have pulled the pin, I guess, a lot of different times, been a different sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to see, you know, to just know what I had the opportunity to be a part of, I never thought, I thought it would be, you know, a real sin. You know, people talk about sin, but it would have been a real sin for me to not take the opportunity that I had. Oh, I was blessed with the chance to call somebody like this, to be a part of something like this with the skills that I had at a time in my life where I could literally go, guess what? I'm out. I got no debt. I got nothing tying me down. And um, the opportunity to be able to say, hey, I'm going to work for you for free for four months. And that was the deal. I just called him and said, I gave him a hell of a four months. I gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. I wanted to be here. And I was like, guess what? I'm coming. I'm going to live a value for value life. I'm going to only spend my time on yeah, things. Yeah, talk that about I think that. What's that? What's a value for value lifestyle? Um, that to you, to you. Well, I mean, I know what it is. And it's uh, that's Go actually ahead. something that I learned from <laughs> listening to podcasts. Um, listening to a couple different podcasts and then they would talk about it. Um, they would uh, one which is completely crowdfunded donations, all of that. And they said if you find value in the information that we're providing you provide us with donations. That's it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then uh, another podcast they would talk about. Did you donate? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No agenda. I'm a knight. A thousand <laughs> bucks. I've given them a thousand bucks over, I think it was the th- over three years. And it's lovely. I listen to it every uh, every time they put one out. And then listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and they would talk about. Rogan shit is great. You are the author. He's such a fucking stoner. Or you you are the director of your own movie. And imagine your eyes as your camera, and you get to choose where they are. And I decided that I wanted to be doing this. That the only currency that I have is my time, 
and I want to be spending it doing something that I find value in. And value is not money. Value is not fame. Value it's is not, not anything. It's not money. It, it, and, and I don't know what point. I mean, I know when I realized it. I don't know the exact second I realized it, but I know that I started to realize it. Yeah. And uh, it was very early in the venture that money became just points in the game that I yeah. was playing and they really didn't have any value to or relation to the to my happiness in any way not shape at all. or form not at all yeah so anyway i'm the poorest i've been in since i was fucking 16 years old yeah but you're also the richest that's true um, yeah. you know yeah, yeah in the rest of it i right? love it when people are like oh man i'm so jealous i'm like i can barely buy a goddamn cheeseburger yeah there's times <laughs> where the like fuck? we're gonna go out to dinner you don't know what you're jealous of asshole no i live in a basement in broadripple yeah and have a roommate the, this guy yeah the basement of what yeah <laughs> like, of a house in yeah. broadripple yeah, it's a basement there's two dogs yeah, down there we had a real spider problem <laughs> yeah you ever seen a house centipede yeah just wait. terrifying fucking terrifying scariest bug i've ever seen oh man i screamed like a little girl jumped up on the bed holy shit Holy shit! That thing's sitting in my underwear, but the size of a fucking dollar bill. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't have those in Washington. Oh no. They have oh. slugs. Slugs are not. We scary. have those here too. Yeah, but no. slugs aren't scary. You don't right? have the same kind of slugs that we no. got in Washington. I don't want to get in a slug off here. But <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. We got centipedes. It's far worse. Yeah, those are way worse. Centipedes, they move centipedes. so fast too. Yes. A slug's not going to get away from that. No. Centipede. When I screamed like a girl was fucking gone. Yeah, you like, can't pour salt great, on that thing. Great. Slug now what? is right there. How am I supposed to sleep in this room ever again? That thing is hiding somewhere in here. It's going to crawl in my mouth while I'm asleep because I'm a drooler and <laughs> I'm going to eat it. It's going to yeah. be terrible. Well, but I mean, maybe there's riboflavin or something in there. I'm know, sure it would be you. good for you. Lots of protein in the bug. Yeah. Vitamin freak. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the scariest things I've ever seen. So, yeah. That's Did you the, just fart? No, that's the that's the glass. <laughs> that may be later, though. We did eat Fat dance. I thought you were, thought you were trying to... I'm like, the mics totally picked that up. But <laughs> they did. I heard it from the uh, headphones. So. Nice, nice. Well, you guys got a fart gate on this thing, right? Right. Uh, okay. I, gotta, okay. I gotta remember that version of the guests. Be like, oh, I can't get it to do it. Yeah, you can't anyway, do it on demand. Value for value. <laughs> yeah. Life. So this show's gone downhill quick. It, it, well, it's gonna happen. Than any show that we've done so far. Yeah. Welcome to um, conversation between Josh and Warren because we have these a lot. They're and, the best uh, conversations. We've I, come up with some of the best uh, ideas Grinon's ever had in my kitchen or our kitchen, I guess. Yeah drunk as shit and you know possibly relatively high on marijuana yeah allegedly allegedly um but really fantastic ideas yeah and uh moving here for me to you know kind of round out the story way to get it back on track I can, well sometimes i can do it yeah not most of the time i hijack the conversation no thanks i was i was lost yeah our jokes no well just <laughs> sh- i'm holding on by a thread here okay uh, moving here um, I remember the day that I showed up the day that I showed up I drove across the country with my dad and my dad is a amazing human being that I learned all kinds of stuff from and is also a total total maniac oh our dads were so great together when my dad came to visit I, well, I'll tell that story before okay. the day's over yeah. but, okay. yeah. so uh, showed up Showed up in uh, Indianapolis on September 26, 2013, 
it was a Thursday, and the reason I remember that is because you had to take the garbage out, <laughs> and garbage day is Friday. So that's how I remember garbage day. Every ever ever since I've been here, it's been Thursday's garbage day because you or you've showed up on a Thursday. You got to take the garbage out. But that was uh, the start of something very, very, very. It's been the best. It's been the best uh, relationship. What's the coolest thing you've got to do since you started hanging out? I say hanging out because it's kind of what it is. Norway. What Norway was the shit twice. Yeah, I had the food poisonings the first time. (laughs) There's some great stories in there. (laughs) Story about Norway. First time we went, uh, they were a partner, or they uh, started a partnership with us. They wanted to do a trial. Um, There's an industry music festival by the name of Belarm that happens in winter, and it is the people that book all of the festivals throughout Scandinavia, music producers, all kinds of stuff, and then the public can come and uh, view all the shows as well. So it's a showcase and a music festival in Oslo. Yeah, new bands, new technology, new payment methods, new beer systems, new everything. They do it all in this one show in uh, downtown Oslo. Yeah. It's something to behold. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. So we went um, we went for the first year to, to promo the dispenser, to do support, to do all that, and Josh got food poisoning like right when we got there. We're on the way there. Yeah, Yeah. that night. And he was in the hotel for, in the end, it was probably like three days. I think we were there for five. It was three days I was stuck in the hotel room. You want me to get you some fruit? (laughs) Yes. Fruit? That sounds great. Some Gatorade and some fruit. Would you please do that? Yes. It Was was it two days later? It was day two two that I asked him if he wanted some. And I had been drunk since the day that I showed up and slept maybe three hours a night, setting stuff up, going to all these shows, getting shown around. And I go into his room and I'm like, dude, I'm here to help you. He's like, oh, okay, okay. He's like, what do you need? Do you need Gatorade? Do you want some fruit? I mean, you've been throwing up. You're probably dehydrated. He's like, yes, please. 30 hours later, I showed up (laughs) back at his hotel and I had a... Soda. I don't even think it was a Powerade. I think I, I brought you like a... either. I think it was a fucking soda. Yeah, like a Mountain like a, Dew. A shitty little fruit plate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I already went out and got shit on yeah, my I own. Yeah, I got it on my own. You this, fucking dickhead. That was a day and a half yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was a great That was a great memory. Um, the sauna you, there? That was crazy. That was a great memory. <laughs> you and I have been on a lot of trips together, which has been really fun. Vegas was a great memory. Oh, Vegas was good. Having... The run of the the building of the Thomas and Mac. What we do, you you just can go anywhere and do anything and walk in anywhere, and everybody just doesn't seem to mind you're there. It's the craziest experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah, at least at least anywhere we go that, that has, has the system, yeah. our dispenser, or that we're there for a reason. That um, we just walk. We just they're like, hey, you're here to install the guy. Uh, the Vegas story is we went there, Thomas and Mac Center is the first commercial customer that this company has ever had. Yes, right? correct, yeah. Six years ago? Sure, I might be seven. Okay. I mean, they were early, they early, early, dispenser early. dispenser serial number one. Yeah, one through eight. Yeah, And then some more at like number 16. Anyway, um, the dispensers were starting to fail. This was right when I um, joined the company. Pretty close. It was yeah. uh, over a year ago. Oh, yeah. no, you're about a year in. I don't know. I don't even, I barely, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, year, whatever. 
so Josh had said, hey, you're the first company that ever trusted us, ever believed in us. We're just going to come replace everything. And by we, meaning me and him. I'm going to come <laughs> and I'm bringing this guy personally, with me. I'm personally going to come. And we're going to go yeah. to Vegas and we're going to replace 14 bottoms up dispensers. Yeah. So we had five days to do it and we had meetings throughout the days. And so what happened was Josh <laughs> and I showed up and we got there and we met with people. We started drinking with people during the day. Cause when you go and you work with us, they're like, Hey, it's the bottoms up guys. This is what you guys do. This is what you make. This is amazing. We'd love to see you. Let's get shit faced. And so we just, we also had to entertain an investor. Oh, that's right. Gordon. Yeah, that oh, was what good. a lovely human. Um, so day one, we get there, we drink, we start working at like 8 PM and we work until seven in the morning. And then we go to sleep. We wake up at 11. We went to a meeting, which was drinking. Then we picked back up, to work, back to work for like four hours. Then we met Gordon and went to the base, a baseball game. They had our dispensers. So we drank more there. We then dropped Gordon off, went <laughs> back to the venue. And so the venue, when we're doing the install, it is in like the large, you know, we are as inebriated as possible before we get there. And then the person that runs the venue. I've done so much really high quality work, really drunk. Knows <laughs> the company and said, hey, here's where all Which the- I don't recommend to anybody. Well, yeah. I mean, if you can do it. If you can do it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but, well, you better. I mean, yeah. what happens if something needs to get done and you're shit faced, right? Well, you got to do it. Yeah, but. Yeah practice i wonder if that perfect. started like needing to do things when i was shit-faced or doing things and getting <laughs> shit-faced <laughs> you know what i mean like what's the chicken or the egg I, i'm pretty sure it was being shit-faced and needing to do things so uh what they say is that when you learn how to do like if you, if you study drunk you need to take the test drunk right there's supposedly there's so studies. much if you're tired when you take the test or tired when you study be tired when you take the i mean it's what they say I, it's got to be Whether right. Whether you believe it or not. It's yeah. got to be right. I've done some really high class shit just hammered. Yeah, so my guess is that you just have been drunk the majority of, of your life. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I've been drinking. Uh, I've been binge drinking since I was about 14 years old. Man, I didn't start. I didn't. I did. I had had four drinks or four times that I was drunk between, well, until I was 23. That's crazy. I know. How did you grow up where we live and not? I, I mean, just I just saw enough of it. It was that thing that I saw. That I mean, yeah, I my get life. that. That's why I didn't do heroin. Yeah, but or you know, meth. Yeah, or coke. Well, I or didn't do any of those either. Speed. I didn't do any of that. Yeah, and I just looked at drinking. I was like, ah, I smoked a lot of pot and ate a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, I did that too. But I, I think my dad made drinking look really fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was always having an awesome party and. You falling down. He that man made falling down drunk look cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he'd have a big old scar on his head because he fell down the night before, hammered drunk. I'm like, I want to be like that. Yeah, that's what you thought. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good. Because I saw um, what I was surrounded by and went, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this to somebody. And then I realized, guess what? It's all about the person. It's all about the person behind it. What and do you mean? The, the the booze, like right? So alcohol will make people do things, but it doesn't make anybody do something that they're not going to do. Guaranteed. So there are certain people that drink alcohol, and they become a completely different person. I don't know. You add a little bit of Adderall on top of that. Well, that's a that's different another, story. 
That's another story. That's when you cry on New Year's Eve and beg people, <laughs> you know, I mean. Cry on New Year's Eve. Yeah, have Josh take you home while you're crying in the back of an Uber <laughs> the whole way, you know. I have so many stories that are <laughs> way worse than that that I've done. So I, if that was the worst of it, I mean, I'll gladly drag your Adderall-fueled crying, crying body, home. body home. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. It's, it's okay. I don't even remember what we were talking about now. I don't either. What, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, taking a test drunk, but see, test. basically high quality work while you're in yeah, while you're drunk. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Vegas. That's where. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Depends. Depends. We're going Vegas story soon, to, right? Yeah, yeah. October. Yeah. Coming up in a couple weeks. Nice. That's going to be fun. How long it'll be, be there? Uh, for three days this time. It'll be our fourth or fifth Hammer Nigel Vegas trip. So. I really wanted to fucking go to that. And I'm gonna be somewhere else. Well, we'll do it again next year. So do it again next year. Or we got. Um, we should do a bottoms up slash hammer Nigel trip, and just we should because we got a green light to use the Thomas and Mac to do this show. So nice, that'd be perfect. Nice. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And that's the venue that. Well, look at this. We're, we're gonna all bring this all around. Where it all started. That's where we were doing the, the CNN interview, and now the Launchpad interview, oh where the gosh. interviewee is doing the interviewing. Oh. <laughs> I'm oh shutting it God. down. <laughs> I'm so glad that we are so amused by ourselves because because nobody else is going to be. No. Um, so back to the story. Vegas was so when you ask me and the reason I remembered is because you asked me what the best time I've had working for this company. And I said Norway and I got to take it back. It's been the best day I've ever had the entire time that I've worked with you. The days that we're in the shop and we're working and nothing works and it's always breaking and we got to figure out how to make it work. That's amazing. The days when we're in Vegas and we've worked for, I remember sending the text to somebody and they said, Hey, I've been up, you know, I've been working 30 hours and, you know, been up for, you know, uh, 40. And my response was, we've been up for 65 hours. We've been working for 60. We've been drunk for 58. <laughs> All true. All true. Yeah. And to be able to just go through it and work like that, and this is not, you know, this is not um, something to promote the, hey, I'm, I'm fucked up part of it. What I am yeah, in love no. with is the, the worth, work ethic, the ability to get stuff done with not really caring. And not that you don't care, but it's, Living in the moment, like not getting caught up in. No, it. there's something to that. You're not saying it quite right. Yeah, but there's absolutely something. Because not to that. it's it's not the not caring. Because we care. You care more than. Oh, anybody I care I've deeply. I care deeply. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why it works. Like yeah, you know, that's why we can get away with it. It's because I care so much about the final outcome. Yeah, and I think everybody else around us also does. Everybody does. Yeah, everybody's wrapped up in it. And I've not only been able to come work with you, but I've been able to come work for a company that you founded with a group of people that I knew in high school that have built That's one of the coolest one of the coolest it. things that I And that's so ever unusual seen. like anybody listening to this nonsense right now it that's nonsense do not ever do that like it is the cardinal sin the biggest no no you do not do that you do not found a company with your friends it never fucking works 
this is the only time in the history of any time that it has even remotely gotten close to working, and it is a giant pain in the fucking ass. Oh boy, is it! It is. I it bet. is one of the hardest. It makes us. It makes my job so much harder working with my friends. It is. I bet it's not easy. Well, and you and I have talked about it because when I was in Seattle working as an electrician, I was a foreman, and I would have to lay off my friends. I would have to tell my friends that I had made on the job. You're not performing anymore. But I work within a realm where it's like, hey, you're an electrician. I'm an electrician. You know what's expected. I know you know what's expected. This is why I'm getting rid of you. You can't argue with it because it's true. And then it's done. And then they can get a job as an electrician. They can come back. They can do this. They can do that. You have Brian and Brandon and Steve and Mike and Nathan and all these fucking beautiful people and Dana and Dustin and Donnell and the rest of them, Mitch and Janine, who fucking quit. I wonder how that crazy broad's Oh, I wonder how Janine's doing. I think Trailer Park in Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, we, we all find happiness, yeah, their, find happiness in the weirdest somewhere. places. But to have friends that work for me and would work for me as, like, you're the boss and you're the, you know, I mean, you're the genesis of what is happening. And you're still the genesis today. It's not like you came up with one idea, right? No, it's not like you had this idea and everything was easy. It was you had this idea and you cursed yourself. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's a yeah. good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad yeah. that I didn't have to ride the first five I didn't years choose. of the What curse. did I say the other night when we were fucked up in the garage? I didn't pick this. It picked me. Yeah. Yeah, it picked me. <laughs> yeah, and to be able to see. Shut up, prick. <laughs> And this is as 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 amazing as this looks and as amazing as it is and what it does which is all true the me- the mechanism behind it is so very simple. Oh, we just blew the keg. Damn it. That's okay. That happens sometimes. This is why we got to get a second fridge in here. We need an empty keg detector on this thing. Because that beer was fucking almost full. Yeah, you could even put a fob on it. <sighs> Don't so hate me for saying that. Well, I mean, you could let it settle down. It's going to be kind of flat, but you'll be all right. Nah, there's cans of beer in there. I'll grab one of them. There's cans of beer? <laughs> yeah, we got oh, backup so cans. Okay, backup. good. That was his idea. It's <laughs> a good call. <laughs> From the Evansville Brewery, Tin Man Brewing Company. Yes, thank you, Tin Man. Thanks, Tin Man. They, I still paid for it. Them. <laughs> Never <laughs> mind, Brad. Tin Man. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> It just so happens that the uh, uh, guy who runs the uh, video shop next door is... Uh, the video he, shop? Well, uh, production company. Okay. Yeah, that's, sorry. That's Invention different. Pictures. You thought he was I think, random. I when I hear video shop, I video think tonight? only masturbation now. No. That's all I think. <laughs> Going behind the curtain? Yeah. Oh. oh. That's what that booth is next door to our That's the jacuzzi room. Right. <laughs> no, but he he's cousins with the guy who owns Tin Man okay. and told me that, uh, good luck, he's kind of a cheapskate. He'll never give you beer. That's so, there you go. Well, let's just keep doing Even plugs we where we show? pay for Tin... Let's, this know, should right? be the thing for the show. You buy Tin Man booze only and then just promote how cheap he is. <laughs> that's a really, Nice. That's a good idea. <laughs> or buy Sun King like yep. this and just shit on him every show. Be like, be like Sun King, it's, it's terrible beer. <laughs> Maybe not. I have a lot of bad ideas. 
And Josh wonders why people dislike Don't. his system sometimes. Well, yeah. you know, it's just it's like, wow, that's system. really awesome, but I hate the guy who runs it, so <laughs> screw them. Well, you know, I mean. You know, there's a fine line between being honest and being a giant fucking dickhead. Yeah, well, the other and thing I, is, is, you know. You know, I don't walk that line so well sometimes you swing between them well i mean sometimes when you're being honest you're a giant fucking dickhead okay okay <laughs> i could see that you do it oh i do it all the time yeah i'm not <laughs> no, that's I why play. i, I, I could people's see feelings it. every day I'm yeah like, i'm just you know i just want what's best <laughs> <laughs> i just want what's best sorry you're an idiot like what i don't i don't know you know what, what do you do with that I don't know, but I just almost set my beer on that thing right there, <laughs> and it would have just ruined it. I was like, wait, what did I just Here, see? I'll go ahead and turn it off. It's not going to help me. I'm going to turn that thing beer. back on. Um, but back to kind of what I was saying. I was you know, doing a little puff piece over here about <laughs> how much I love doing what I'm doing. and You're making all three people that are listening to this jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. They're just this. I'm jealous of me. You're jealous of me. And he's jealous <laughs> yeah, of me. Exactly. Oh fuck! I'm sad. I'm the king of this room. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but really, what you know, what it took for me is learning a lot about myself and a lot about what I thought was important before I would ever be able, ever be able to make the leap that I did, because it's a hell of a it's a hell of a step. Um, it's a hell of a step, and I feel like everybody that works for Grenon Industries has made that step. Yeah, in their own. In Yours their own way. seems to be the most defined and slash pronounced and slash vocalized because you're loud. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. All of those things but, deal with me talking. Yeah, everybody has made that. Everybody has made that step, and anybody yeah. that gets behind a startup kind of makes that step. And yeah, it's important. I mean, that's why that that's why this ridiculous interview is important. Is that um, anybody? Sure, the people that are founding the company are the uh, arguably the most important person, right? Yeah. Well, arguably. I mean, they're yeah. arguably the most important person. Yes, they're very key, but are they the most important? What starts a forest fire? A spark. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you need people to come put that fire out. Or flame or put or fan on it. it. Yeah, in yeah. the right direction. Both fan things yeah, right. are important to I controlling. am a fan. To your flame, baby. <laughs> I fucking know that. Thanks. Yeah, and sometimes you need extinguishers to your flame, and those people are just as crazy. Yeah. But so, guess what's more fun? The fan and the flame. Oh, it's good. I I kind of set myself up for a, a fan f- or a, f- a fire fanner, a flame <laughs> fanner. That's how what I wanted to time? be. How, <laughs> how 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 deep are we into this? Thing? Yeah. Well, let's see. I think we're about 30, 35 minutes in. That's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we've, gone off the, we've only gone off the rails like four or five four times. Four or five times. And the problem is we blew the keg, you know, 30 minutes in. So. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. You know, when he was like, uh, just got to fan the flame. <laughs> I started in his voice inflection. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm hearing Will Forte. Do you hear that? No. No. Do you need me to talk like this? <laughs> That I goes mean, differently, but turning me on a little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little. I don't even know who Will Forte is. Mm. <laughs> Comedian for SNL for a while, now Last Man on Earth. Okay, and he's got the big, is. huge beard going on yep. right now, so it kind of yep. works. That Sorry, that's pretty good. We're that we're so derailed now. Well, where do you want to go? I don't know. What do you want to talk about, Warren? You always have such in- interesting things to say. 
you mesmerize me and I sit there and don't listen to you while That's you yammer on about all kinds of it's probably a good thing. things. Um, for me, you know, if I was speaking to the world, right? Yeah, right what now, would you say if you wanted to speak to the world? Because this could be popular, the most popular episode we've ever done. It could be. <laughs> or could the worst. <laughs> or the worst episode we've ever done. Which I could take that too, right? I'm, you know. Which is great because we need to break this shit up. I mean, you can't have you can't have gold. You can't have pure gold. All you can't the have time. pure gold all the time. You know, for me, um, I just uh, I want people to understand that if they see something that they, I'm still listening. Yeah, that they, you're getting me a can of beer, right? Okay, good. Um, I want people to understand that when you see something that you believe in or see something that you want to do, it is as easy as deciding to do it. And Josh decided one day to build the Bottoms Up Beer Dispenser. And it decided me. <laughs> sure. Um, but then it was built. And then the people that worked with him, Brian, Brandon, all those crazy motherfuckers, decided to work with him to try and build something that was super cool. And my biggest point for people is that you can do whatever you want, really. And you hear it all the time, and I heard it, and I never believed it until the moment that I did it. And that's the, you can be whatever you want to be. You can go wherever you want to go. Oh, it's, well, that's not entirely true. I mean, some people can't. Yeah, like, you know, no legs, climb up these stairs, like that. Is that what you mean? Yeah, or no, like at that you know time what? on the Maury show when he got that, this is when I realized Maury was the devil. He got a girl with no arms and legs a bike. It's <laughs> <laughs> like... I would watch it every day on lunch. I get home, I'd watch it because I loved it. I loved You Are Not the Father and all that stuff. And okay. I'm like, this is not okay, dude. Like, <laughs> there's no way she's going to be able to learn how to ride that bike. But it was such an inspirational moment. Everybody was crying. And, okay. Yeah. So there are so some was Huffy the sponsor? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it was just Morning being a giant asshole. I could see that. Yeah. Well, now I forgot what I was saying again. <laughs> you were talking about how anybody could do anything. Anybody can do yeah. anything, except for that girl. <laughs> <laughs> But really, guys, okay. Um, but in maybe, all seriousness. Yeah, I'm not serious at all. And I am um, maybe a really bad example for people because... You're a terrible example for most people. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, if you look at my life, it was... No, you have an amazing skill set. You're really good. You're driven. You can do things that most people could never dream of doing in your sleep. I mean, it's yeah. not, I mean, you're very, you're a very skilled human being or you true. wouldn't be able to hang with the crew that we have. That's very true. So when you say so that, you can do whatever you want shit all over it. Apparently. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's more to the point. Uh, you can't maybe do whatever you want, but you can definitely direct your life yeah, in a different go. direction. You yeah, can take yourself you. on. See? Thank you, Brad. Look at all this path. producing yes. going on. So how about this? <laughs> Anybody here can do something that they love. Because if you find what, well, that's not even true either. Because some people love all kinds of shit and they're bad at it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. How about this? My life is built on a series some of failures. Some people love playing basketball and they're terrible at it. Series of failures. That's what my life is, is a series of failures. 100%. I had a failed relationship. I had failed, I had failed financial that's a, endeavors. If we're going to give anybody All anything. kinds of stuff. And yeah. so the best thing that I ever learned in my life is that if you fail, all it is is something that didn't work. And that's something that Edison 
uh, one of his quotes, which I can't quote, so I'm going to say one of his statements because I'm not going to remember exactly what it is. And on the yeah, path, it's I figured out two thousand ways not to do it. Yeah, not to make, yeah. you know, the incandescent light bulb. It's, I which he out, didn't invent, by the way. No, he perfected. He didn't invent it. He perfected. Oh, nice. It. Edison perfected a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, he did, and he fucked Tesla hard. He's my favorite man on the planet. Yeah, Tesla's pretty great. Yeah, the the whole electrocuting elephants. Totally I used bogus. to I used to really admire Edison, and then I'm yeah. like, wait, he wait, electrocuted animals just to show that just AC sh- was dangerous. That's really fucked up because it's not. I mean, it's dangerous, but so is DC in the right yeah. circumstances. I could electrocute an elephant yeah. with DC. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> direct trunk current. That'd be DTC, <laughs> right to the trunk right to of the, the trunk. Yeah, not to his feet. <laughs> You were making a really beautiful point. Well, that's kind of my <laughs> life. It's a beautiful point mixed with the rest of the debaucherous me that I am. But failure is the best thing that I've ever seen. And Josh and I together, when I in the two years failure that I've worked so with him. Failure is my favorite part of what I do. Mm-hmm. I fail every single day at something. And whether or not I choose to be better at it, that's my choice. There are some yeah. times when I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're like, and I'm going to be a failure at that. I'll just pay somebody gonna, to do I'm it. I'm going to pay somebody to do it. I'm not going to be good <laughs> at it. it. Doesn't interest me at all. Yeah. And then there are times when I fail at something that I really wanted to succeed at. Yep. And I put it in the bank and I analyze why it didn't work, why it didn't happen, why it, you know, just why wasn't it w- what I wanted it to be, and I get the fuck after it. And once I get after something, there's no stopping it. Do and you do you feel that? Working in the medium that you did before, so hands-on, building stuff, the whole sign-making, fabricating, all of that, do you feel that the hands-on environment that I learned my skill set in and that you learned the beginning of your skill set in helped you learn that failure was a building block? Do you feel like that? Does that oh, make sense? Does that absolutely. question make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, from I mean, I remember, I remember a time when I was – I was making custom bike parts for all the kids in the neighborhood, right? So, as, so a, as a kid, as a kid, you'd bring your bike by my house and I would fabricate, I would fabricate something for you. I would okay. make something lighter. I would, you know, now, did I, you make, did you make brackets to hold the cards? Anything did, you wanted, man. <laughs> I, go in the, from wheel go holders to eyeballs for your handlebars. So mm-hmm. it looked like your bike was a person to polishing parts to anything. How so, old was this? Young. It was, 12 okay yeah so um but i remember a time so my bike was the experiment bike right yep like i'm gonna my bike's gonna be the best bike and i started drilling bolts to save weight like so i could make the lightest bike possible like literally drilling bolts like the you're coring yeah i was coring the bolt (laughs) like if i can't you wanted to make the lightest bike and you thought you would take two grams off the thing dude grant if grams add up man yeah but there's like eight grams add up (laughs) Grams add up. And the point is, I got a little bit carried away with the drill size. Okay. okay. And I went over a jump, and my handlebars broke off my bike. <laughs> yep. And I ate the fucking steering column right in my fucking chest <laughs> and thought I was going to die. So, first failure? Year. Not my first failure, but, but one of my most one? memorable okay. failures. Okay. It just absolutely murdered me. But, but did I do that again? No. Never again. <laughs> well, you've drilled, you've cored things before, but this time it's been. You know, a little more thought out. Yeah, well, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Until you that break was a sex stuff. joke. So, 
Josh's nickname that uh, happens around the shop. And I guess, uh, you know, to some insight, because I feel like we went into our own little world there for a minute. The world that I work with uh, within with Josh is hands-on research and development, creating uh, new products, uh, building stuff, fixing stuff, doing installs, and using my skill set as a... Um, electrician being hands-on being a mechanic and working with the other people because most of the people that are the founders of this company are very very skilled tradesmen so i uh oh, incredibly brian who's our technical director now he's a goddamn genius he's a goddamn genius and that's to i would certify I myself his, a ge- as a genius but skill set yeah yeah but i mean you know there's well he envies my driving skills so that's it works true out. yeah 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 that's very true um, these people are electricians, millwrights, fabricators, welders, all kinds of different stuff. So very hands-on people. So the, what, what Josh and I are talking about right now is the world in which I work with him in, which is a, Hey, I need you to build this. I need you to make something that does this. And it'll be, Hey, I need you to make something that puts a ring in the bottom of this glass, or I need to make something that we can send these glasses through that takes a picture of them at 140 a minute and tells if they're good or bad and we'll shoot them out of the machine. And so Josh and I work in a hands-on research and development, engineering, just we're, we're makers, creators, builders, designers, and so... Destroyers. Destroyers. And that's the thing. So when I talk about failure in my life, I'm talking about... I've tried to do something a certain way and it hasn't worked. And I think it can translate into business, but I've It ne- translates to every aspect of I've it. I've never been in the business. You've never been on the business side of it. And then the business side of it is the exact same. And it's the way I was able to wrap my head around doing the business side of it is I just turned the business side into the machine the same thing. that I'm trying to build. So it, I treat it the same way. It's harder for me because... Um, I'm very visual, so when yep. I'm building something, I can see it, yep. and I can build it with my brain, Yep. Um, like almost like SolidWorks. I can yeah. see it like that. Yep. But with business, I, ha- I have a much harder time visualizing it. Well, I mean, there's you're not... But it's the same. I treat it the same. So Nice. Yeah, it's so... It, I don't know. I was explaining it to Sam. Sam is our... Uh, so we had an Australian that used to work for us named Andy. Uh, he decided to go work for IndyCar, or he was working for IndyCar. He's working for Honda Racing. Yeah, now got a job permanent for Honda Race Development, and then he'd be good on the show. His life's oh, really it's amazing. Um, he moved away, and then just happenstance, new Australians moved down the street from us. Josh hired the guy. Has no had no you know no mechanical I just saw skill the or anything. Josh saw the spark in him, hired him. The guy is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Doesn't know anything about working and with tools. And he doesn't know dick about dick. He was a cop in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, but he had the spark. You can see you can Now he works for this it. gentleman over here, yeah. which is a delightful contrast because we're not police well, officers. Convicted but, felon. Yeah. <laughs> like we're just. Yeah. It just He comes over. Yeah. Is that drugs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um. If we were in Washington, it'd be fine. Yeah, if we were in Washington, it'd be fine. Um, so the environment in which that you and I have 
been able to work in has been the most creative, the most, you know, the most, I'm tr- uh, what the hell Are we supposed word? to say Tin Man beer is good or bad? This is good. It's whatever it is. Oh, yeah, that's good. Just rate it how you feel. It's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty good. I thought we had a plot. No. Wait, oh, no, 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 no. It was, <laughs> it, no, it was only to say that the guy's cheap and that we bought it. Oh, it's cheap, but it's good. Now, no, no, no. The guy's cheap. cheap. It's, it's good. It's reasonably priced. Full disclosure, I've never had a conversation with the guy to try to get his so beer in here, so we actually shouldn't probably burn him down. It's actually pretty good beer. Yeah, it's so, really good beer. So the video Sorry. guy that's next door to us. Sorry, Mr. Tin Man. At least Josh is an asshole for a reason. I'm usually an <laughs> asshole just because. Oh, well, I don't know if Josh is an asshole. I mean, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, hang on. <laughs> Can I say in a uh, sales meeting for um, for radio at one point, uh, I didn't believe in a product that we were trying to sell on the online because I, I knew it wouldn't work for our customers. And okay. so in a big meeting that had our GM, our general sales manager, um, our district sales manager, I looked straight in the eye of the guy that was trying to sell it. And I, he's like, well, we've sold quite a few. And I'm like, yeah, you're duping them into buy it. Apparently duping is a bad word for a salesperson. No, Why? it's honest. No, well, it's means, honest, but for but them, they see, don't now, feel like... I would appreciate your employment. Yeah. 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 They felt... I mean, everybody looked at me like I had just basically signed my way out because duping to a salesperson, like they don't see it that way. Most salespeople do not. They feel like they are helping provide a solution, even if that solution is shit. Yeah, but most solutions are shit, and so I see them as liars. I see them as shysters. They, yeah, and, that's what they are. Yeah. Or... Dupers, exactly. Huh? Is yeah. That a word. But they, they, they you it know. It is now. <laughs> but when, when you're so in your own mind as I'm good at this and I'm not duping anybody, I'm just a great person that can make you do what That's I want. That's a great point for this show too, because we're supposed to be talking about entrepreneurialism. You should not ever surround yourself with sycophants. No. And guess what? We have looked up the definition a couple different times. Because drunk we were and drunk. high. Yeah. And we understand Allegedly. what it means. Yeah. It means to surround your people that surround yourself with the people that are yes men, but it's much more fun to say sycophants. Yeah, because they're sycophants. The entire world that we deal with is full of them. Yeah, but back on topic, you should not be afraid to hire people that disagree with you tell intelligently. You no. I tell Josh no all, all the, the time. fucking time. And most of the time I'm wrong. But guess what? When I'm not, he goes like this. And I'm very, ag- right. I'm a very aggressive, very aggressive, very aggressive. I need it my way. Yep. So first to, when somebody stands up to me and brings solution, it's the greatest thing ever. Cause I would, I would, I love being wrong if it's for the benefit of what we're trying to do. Yeah. Me too. I, I'd be wrong every fucking day if we found the best way to do it because, yep. because I'm wrong. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's never that. And I guess that's, you know, if we're touching on, trying to touch on like real points. Um, yeah, the, that's the whole one of point the, of oh, the that, show. We're not trying to, we're going to. <laughs> we're actually okay. yeah, trying we, to show on, um, touch on real points that real people can use. So here's a real point In that a way that is relatable. Relating to um, my uh, Which I think we lost very yeah, early on. My, un, my unfinished comment about how failure is something you can build upon. Yeah. Being wrong is one of the best things that I have ever been. Mm-hmm. admitting when I'm wrong and being able to do so in a in a very quick manner and not take any criticism about what we let's let's talk about 
you and I, but what anybody, what any collaboration is trying to produce. If somebody looks at your idea and says, I think this is shit, and they say it just like that, your response should be, why? Not, oh my God. Not, fuck you. This is your it. Your mom's a whore. I never should have moved here. Fuck your wife. Yeah, none of that. Because even if that was true, we wouldn't talk about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> it should be, it should be for the betterment of everyone. And that is what the relationship that Josh and I have had working together and Brian yeah. and I have had working together and a lot of people that I work with have had working together. And my point to it is that I have been trained to be an electrician you know, up until when I moved here, for it was nine years. And the entire time, all I was looking for and all I was looking at is people that had done it longer than I had and had better experience than I had. And they would say, you shouldn't do it this way. You should do it this way. And then I, I, I quit asking why. Because some of them couldn't explain it. They couldn't, like, totally qualify why. But I looked at it and I said, you're telling me that I should do it this way, and then I did it, and then I understood. I was like, oh my gosh, you just saved me two and a half hours a day for the, for the next eight weeks. You made my life better. And so now I'll be designing something or building something that he's asking me for, and I get to a point, and I'm like, I am 99% sure I know what to do. And I'll walk into his office and interrupt whatever he's doing because I'm really bad at that, but I'll go, hey, that's my office. That's why it's there. Here's my issue. Here's what I'm looking at. I am open to any criticism, all changes. I'll go a completely different direction, but this is what I think needs to be done. And he'll look at it, and mo- you know, now most of the time he's like, yep, yep, yep. At the beginning it was, no, no. What? <laughs> what? No. Are you crazy? <laughs> and I would go, why? And he'd go, this, this, and this. And I go, I would accept all of those things and not take it as a personal attack and move forward with him as a team. And so many people take things so personally. Oh, they do. What's that? I said they do. That's why Brad and I's relationship is good. I mean, I'm like, "Ah, I hate to say this, but that looks, I mean, your kerning's off. It looks bad. Yeah, and, and, (laughs) And I'm not the greatest designer in the world. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not. Really, I'm not the greatest at anything that I do. I'm not the greatest at anything I do. The great thing is, I mean, if you really open yourself up, uh, I think that one of the big problems that people have is they don't understand that if they open themselves up, they can find out that sometimes you're too close to the problem. Sometimes you are the problem because you've stared at it for so damn long. And if you take a step back, you realize, oh, wait, you're right. I see it now. Whereas before, I didn't see it. It's yeah. so hard. And it's, it's not a personal so thing. Yeah, no. It, that is one of the biggest things that I have. I mean, it sometimes it sucks to hear you suck or your idea sucks or that is stupid. But if the person that is saying it yep. genuinely has the best interest of the idea in mind, yeah, then you have nothing to lose by at least hearing what they say. Mm-hmm. Some The best advice my dad ever gave me was you should listen to everything everybody has to say. Yeah. Because <clears throat> your idea might be this good right now. Yep. But you might be able to take a fraction of somebody else's idea and make your idea exponentially better. Yeah, pile it on. Pile it on. Yeah. yeah. So it's it it is it's never it's never it's never 
bad to work through those processes. Never. Like at least have a, at least have a conversation about it. Not yeah. get offended. But that's the thing. Not yell at them. So many not people be hurt, get so offended. Not be fucking butt hurt by it, but actually take it down and be like, "Well, why?" And if they don't have a why, then they can fuck off. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and that uh, to bring it around a little bit to the story that I told, um, I think that was one of the big issues that I had. I walked in there and I knew what we were doing was shit. Yeah. They were paying four thousand dollars a month. The clients were to us, okay, to get twenty-five page views. Twenty-five. What? Yes, it was. Whoa. It was horseshit. What? It was absolute garbage. But when I walked into that meeting and I was in a heated debate. So much money. And of course, you know. That's insane. It is. (laughs) But the the problem is, at the time, we're talking local companies had no idea what metrics were. They didn't know how to count metrics. They just knew that they were paying a radio station to be on their page. Oh, my gosh. So they could have had the employees go in and click on it. How many? 25 page views, what, a month? Yeah, a month. Oh my god, it I could have spoofed it was, that so hard. It was absolute garbage. But I guess my biggest problem was a, I at the time I didn't play office politics well, which hurt me in the end. Never do um, it. Never do it, Brad. Well, I know, but at the same point, now you can do it. But at yeah, the same sorry. point, my failure in that entire thing was I didn't have a ready-made solution. I knew going into the meeting that I was going to basically say this is shit. But I had nothing to replace it with. So I was just why. harping on how bad and this program was. You always have to have something. To okay. Replace it with. So if I would, I felt like I could have at least made progress had no, I, I done you. it better. So there's always a failure within yourself sometimes that you have to take responsibility oh, for. I do that all the time. I fail all the time. <laughs> yeah. Even though my core, yeah, even though my core argument was absolutely 100 percent correct, and I will yep. never back down from that. Yep. I didn't help the situation at all. And I think I could have done better. By so. not bringing something to the table. But you learn from your failure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is oh important. Oh, my gosh. So anybody out there that is still listening to this, if you're going to argue with something, bring something else to the table. Anything. Yeah. Fucking anything. Anything. Bring something else to the table. It could be a terrible idea. Because if you're like, this idea sucks, and then you tell yours, and your idea sucks, they're like, you were right about the idea sucking, but so does yours, and they'll just move on. Wasn't it uh, Steve that uh, we just had on that talked about a friend of his who walked around with 20s in his pocket to kind of... I like that concept. I just wish I had 20s in my pocket. Well, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but the point was to get people that came up to him and said, hey, Yeah, so what off. he would do is he would... Uh, some he, To inspire, because I actually, it was my complaint to him, like, how do you get people to come with you, come to you with problems? Because I feel like at Grinon... We got a lot of people that never, ever, ever express very true problems that they have, very and they true. cover them up, and they just all of a sudden it becomes their daily routine. Yep, then of having ex- to deal with it, then it explodes like a volcano of emotion. Right. Yeah. And uh, I and, and we started to get on that track, and he said, "Well, I have a guy. I, I know a guy that runs a company that walks around with twenties in his pocket, and when some he says, come to me with every problem you ever have, and okay. I will. He rips a twenty in half, hands him half the twenty. And when they come back to him with a solution, he'll give them the other half of the 20. Yeah. Even if they don't use the solution. Even well, if they at don't least use they the solution, were thinking. But they have to bring something to the table. That, then a reasonable one, right? I don't know. We didn't get that far into it. But yeah, What's I would he spent, assume like that it needs 80 to be reasonable. <laughs> What's that? He spent like 80 bucks. He spent bucks. like 80 bucks so far. Yeah. <laughs> it's been eight years. <laughs> Josh wanted to do it with ones, which is perfect yeah. for the strip no, club. Ones you know? is, is a powerful thing. A tin snips and twenty five cents, like just <laughs> yes! cutting quarters in yes! half. <laughs> Here's fifty cents. Yeah. Come back to me with a problem or yeah. the solution. They'll never come back. No. Yeah, it was like 
I got shit. This is a, this is half of a polar pop. <laughs> you guys talk about something. I can talk about anything and everything. Oh my gosh, we got to have a bathroom closer because this happens every show. What for him? Or well, for no, somebody? I mean for somebody. Yeah. Somebody always gets it. at first. It was uh, I think our first show that uh, it happened was the donut guy, Lee, uh, Jack. Okay. You know, okay, Jack's donut, Lee Markham. He uh, well, he took off through the middle of it. We had a great discussion going. By the time he got back, it the entire thing just derailed. Well, you know that was the rest of the show. I'm great at derailing things. Well, we derailed early, so this is perfect. <sighs> well, it was. Uh, I I hope you expected it. Yeah, okay, uh, from good. everything I've heard, yes, yeah. I expected it. Yeah, this is. So uh, when Josh was like, hey, I want to have you on because we've talked about it. I was like, I'll come on. He's like, right. well, you know exactly what it's going to be, right? And I was like, it's going to be just like one of our conversations where he'll, he and I will talk for hours right? and hours and hours. and Which I think people miss a lot of times that, you know, they'll miss the inside of how a company works. And I think that's the greatest thing about the way and the reason why I wanted Josh to do this show in, yeah. be- in the beginning was because he comes in and he doesn't a have a filter none does not care what secrets he gives none. away Although he does care about some secrets but yeah, but the overall, weird but weird ones right yeah. like he he will incriminate himself for 100 hours before he like he's like I'm not going to talk to you about that exactly and you're like uh, he pretty much opens the doors to the company that he's in yep. it's just nobody sees it because mm-hmm. it's all to just random people he talks to yeah so this platform kind of gives you a good idea and it, Maybe it's a bad idea of how a grin it's on a industries great, work. It is exa- How about this? this? Because this is probably this is exactly how it works, right? And I was going to say this is probably the weirdest company I've ever encountered as far as the organizational organizational structure. HR, how it runs. There's no HR. Well, that's not that bad. I'd but rather I mean, have the no, no HR. I, but the it is it is madness, utter madness, and I've loved it. And so people will talk to us and be like, hey, well, you know, someday you're going to have to go corporate. Right. And guess what my answer is? Never. 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 You can be organized without going corporate. Yes. The only reason that I am here is because I knew what I was getting myself into. Right. And, so, and I think, you know, and I think people that go corporate, the office politics thing comes into play. Yeah. And, and that's where what? people get scared to do anything, get scared to talk, this, get scared this, to... This guy right here, office politics... They can go fuck themselves. Yeah, but they exist. <laughs> they exist, but guess what? They exist on the highest level. All the levels, but you know, it's corporate weird. culture, the you human can experiment. You can decide your own. No, you can decide your own. I'm just saying the human experiment that this has been for me has it's been very strange. Surreal. Like, well, and then you get people that work for the company like, that, why are, can't that everybody are everybody just be happy. They're like, total you have no fucking clue how yeah. easy. Well, isn't that usually it? what you want with a girlfriend too? It's just like exactly. she's always high yeah. strung and you're just like uh, why, can't you just just why can't you just relax? I mean, yeah. if your problems aren't that bad, your job, your boss doesn't hate you. I no. promise, I'm the boss of all these people. Of course, yeah. you, I don't hate anybody. And that yeah. was actually one of the most amazing experiences with the last girlfriend I had. Is she would come to me with all these office, all this office bullshit, and I would be like, you know, none I of it matters. Guarantee you 100 that your boss does not think any of the things that you're telling me he thinks. No, because. If people think what you think right now, you'd be fired. <laughs> no, just I'm just like, wow. Yeah, like, well, that's I a mean, real thing. Like, I mean, if people disliked you as much as that, if people if people disliked you as much as you think that they could, then, oh god, yeah. And I don't mean I just mean anybody. No, right? I know what you mean. Yeah, anybody. 
I. It's not ever personal. Anytime no. your boss no. says or does anything, well, I bet. I bet. I would. I would be willing to bet it's two percent of the time it's personal, and it's because they're a fucking dickhead. I've laid people off for being pieces of shit before. Well, yeah, being pieces of shit, yeah. right? They're being fucked. But heads. that's only. That's probably only two percent of them. Yeah. So it, it just. Have your own self-value yeah. and everything will be fine. Well, and a lot of times have you noticed that uh, you pretty much internalize what you think of yourself onto other people? Meaning if that's, you felt like that's so true. If oh you felt God, like you were so lazy true. that day and you just kind of half-assed it that day, you know that everybody else around you noticed even if nobody noticed. Problem is we think uh, we're awesome in- internalize all Internalize and project. <laughs> I internalize I'm awesome and I, I project that I'm awesome on everybody else and, and that they're uh, having the best time. And that they're no, having the best time. It's a and great sometimes point. they're not having the best time. So this can go the other direction. No, this is exactly what you're saying. It's so good. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And it works both ways. Yes. There are times when I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And everybody's like. And everybody around me is like, God damn it. Josh is in a fuck yeah mood. And they're like, <laughs> I'm in here. I'm doing Excel spreadsheets. And you know, I want to I'm looking at these numbers, the and it's going to be a terrible month. Oh, and, and he's just having the best time. He, did he leave early again? Yeah. Did he show up late again? <laughs> hopefully, That's me. Uh, hopefully he's got that interview to do today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully he's going to do something. Yeah, I hope he does something important. Yeah. I don't understand it. I do yeah. important shit all the time, and I fucking love it. I fucking love what I do. I have, so everybody out there, and you <laughs> fucking too, <laughs> I have the best Eat a life. dick. My job's the coolest job. Yeah, I have the coolest job in the world for me right now. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. We Ubered here, by the way, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody drink and drive ever. 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 I like that I last know. episode. <laughs> I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's yeah. all I can say. Allegedly. The. Um, That's um, what Uber's for, right? Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, Juber. I think is what we. That was a great. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing was the straight face that he said it with until I'm sitting here going, "Yeah, that sounds very <laughs> yeah. German Hitler esque." I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute! God, this show is delightfully off." The um, uh, the what Brad and I were talking about before he got in here is you know kind of company culture, corporate culture. Stuff like that, right? Yeah. And you know my attitude. And yeah. I know your attitude. And my attitude is, fuck you. <laughs> really. I mean, that's it. It's. I'm yeah, gonna, but you can have a... I mean, and we talked about this on the laps. You're, I, I'm assuming you're going to continue talking about it, so go ahead. No, you go. You go. Yeah, well, we talked about it with our the last guest, Steve um, from Steady Hirschberger yeah. from Steady Surf, um, about how... Uh, God, what the fuck did he say? Uh, corporate is bullshit. You can be organized yeah. without being corporate. You can be organized without being so corporate. true. Yeah, I'm still struggling with it. I don't know how to what, do what it. Do you, what do you mean? Like his comment of being organized? They do a good job of it. Yeah, but they're uh, also he is in the same boat we're in. I mean, it's it was really nice to have that conversation. Yeah. he does a a very good job of being. Uh, Making themselves look and feel bigger than they are with all the venture capital talk and the round A, round D, yeah. round stuff talk, which is beautiful. What you need to do. I mean, he's doing an amazing job. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're just two idiots talking to each other about what the fuck we're trying to do. Yeah. Like it, but do you feel like sometimes the Grenon team is more like the bad news bears and he's kind of the... 
Absolutely, the, the Grinnell team uh, is the, the Grinnell team is the bad news. Granted, he's yeah. got he's got like I mean his whole job, his whole company is about analytics. Yeah, which almost always makes him seem more organized, more you know put that's, together. That's very true. That's Guess what so we true. Do. We try and serve beer as fast and efficiently as possible. Right. Beer, beer, beer. We just try to get people fucked up better, faster. He, no on the other hand, he's yeah. trying to make ordering better. Like, yeah, trying all to make the processes better. Trying to make date exchange better. Trying to make yeah. the analytics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because as he talked about, I mean, he came from sense. companies no, where he was sense. doing analytics for analytics. That's his medical life. things, yeah. and then moved over. Which is why it's great that you two finally you know and got together because I think that's going to help a your great side. Idea. No, I think it's going to be a great. I mean, the fact that he's so far behind bottoms up is great. He he thinks it's the best thing since. So far behind, well, you mean like so much in support of? Yeah, not so okay. far behind. <laughs> I was like, wait. This is not, damn it. That was another <laughs> Juber comment. Yeah. I was like, wait, I got to just make sure I understand this. He's, he's, he's so, so far behind. He's so in support of. Insubordinate to. I, wor- I worry that it is changing his direction of focus and he needs to focus on what he's doing. He and is we'll doing an amazing be there. job. Um, and everything I've heard about it is amazing. I'm the only one that's told you anything about it. Yeah, I know. And you said it was. <laughs> you said it was great. And my I opinion of what you say is very high. Very high. I'm Were kinda, we? Not then. <laughs> the. Um, so you know, I'm gonna try and bring it back to the point I was trying to make oh, about the uh, corporate culture. Oh, is that what we were talking about? That's what we were talking about. Yes. And. There's so many ways that people can go and there's so many things that people can do and political correctness in it's my the mind worst. is a killer to creativity. Yeah. You and, just make a bunch of sheep. Okay. I mean, well let's I mean, let's pull it into a real world real Thank real you, sir. world scenario. Brad's tongue stopped. Um IPA. mine is very soft too. <laughs> mine is too. Uh it was at the um Atlanta Atlanta Hawks that went through that whole ordeal after the LA Clipper racism thing. Then that you was go terrible. Then you go. You know, that one was terrible. But then you go over. No, to I mean the, I, it was terrible. That guy. Never mind. That guy got strung through the mud. It was like with a, the old dude. Which yeah. one? The old dude. The, the old, old dude, dude with the girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was saying you can fuck peep black people. Yeah. You just can't take pictures with them. Yeah. That's a pretty good compromise. Yeah. It's a decent compromise. <laughs> so, I think he was so in the. I mean, I just I can't. He's I am just well oh, there we go. I was waiting for that all show so far. Yeah, they need a bigger base. I know. No, that's good. That's exactly what should have happened. So, so uh, anyway, uh, you know, the, the Atlanta Hawks kind of got into some trouble because they self reported on themselves that uh self reported okay. Um yep. that uh allow myself to introduce myself. Uh they <laughs> They self-reported. Yeah, fuck you for giving us shit for this show <laughs> being stupid. <laughs> this is a great... I'm having a great time. <laughs> so basically, you know, they come in and they say, we're trying to market to get more white people in there because okay. the black people don't spend as much money, Yeah, at least according to their things. Yeah, And so they go through all these marketing Records. methods. That of might trying, be true. Yeah, it might be true. You know, I, again, we don't have access to their numbers, but... They kept trying to do things, you know, to get the to get the white base in there. Now, they got, you know, strung through the mud, too. Not nearly as bad as the Clippers guy, but it all came down to the fact that isn't that marketing? I thought that's what I mean, not to say that, you know, one race or another race does, but 
when it you're is trying marketing. to yeah when you're trying to pull in i mean that's what all marketing it, does we look at analytics we look at who's buying what how they're buying it are they spending enough what other markets do we need to bring yes. into the fact so that they can spend money yeah and, you're not a racist you're a realist what and that's kind of say. where, yeah, yeah. The, the whole political correctness well, thing, I, I think, I gets... I don't take offense to somebody calling me a, a, a single white male. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You know, and I believe single white males have certain patterns that are indicative of single white males. Everything has patterns. Yeah, everything does. And there are anomalies, and there are differences, yeah. and there are, I mean, I mean I, I mean, I grew up in... Well, we grew up in the most shithole place where oh if you took gosh. the single white males out of that place it's a and use them for any kind of survey <laughs> or analytics of any sort, you'd be, yeah, like, you well, could be like, all single white males are meth addicts. Yeah. And all, somehow and they can addicts. steal $400 a day worth of stuff. Yes. Yes. They, can, they are the most productive humans it's on amazing. the planet. It's they can amazing. steal $400 worth of worth of stuff a day to support their drug habit that is fucking impressive industrious it's very industrious like goddamn worker ants anyway so all i'm trying to say is that it's it's just all in how you take it and you shouldn't take it like that (laughs) i think we failed no again i'm gonna have to cut that part out yeah that part we just we lost i don't let's leave it Leave it? <laughs> yeah, let's leave it. I don't care. Oh, leave fine. it. No, we'll let Brad. <laughs> Brad, Brad, you make the Brad. Don't listen to his. Let's leave it ever, please. Maybe sometimes. It's not that bad. I've only edited twice on the Hammer and Nigel show. Oh, okay. once was for me. Was it? Yeah, because I said some stuff, and I was like, nah. Oh yeah, I might have <laughs> stuff that you've since done way worse on on this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, this, this episode yeah. was way worse. They haven't come down from the mountain yet. No. I don't think I've been down from the mountain since I moved here. We were talking about our wives. All kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, all kinds anyway. of things. Anyway. All kinds of things. This has been, um, you know, uh, I think that I think what he's going to get out of this, what Brad's going to get out of it, is like 40-second snippets, and he's going to get like six of them. He pulled the pin on of his life. Yeah. And he's, yeah. That's one. That's number one. This is going to make the highlight real and Don't be corporate. Yeah. yeah, don't be corporate. Yeah. Um, because it'll crush creativity. Fail. Often. Often. But learn. Yeah, but learn. Yeah, there. that's it. Come that's, to the table with ideas if you want to bash something. Yep. He Boom. wrote them down. Done. He's got them all written down. There. No, like, they're all written down. But this episode has probably been one of the most truth-filled, honest episodes we've ever done. As ridiculous as it's been. And the, I hope it's been at least somewhat entertaining, and people I've have been able to. Time. I've had the best time. Make and it through the fucking the lulls in the conversation, but whatever. The uh, creativity that I've the the environment that I've been, and I guess I would say that I injected myself into has yeah. been the most. You so this is that's actually good. So I got fired from my first sign job. Nice. I got fired from it. Yeah, and I said I do not accept. I do not accept this <laughs> as my final destination. And I came back the next day. To the fired sign job. To the fired sign job. Okay. And I'm like, you cannot fire me. You've never told me this before. This I've is never told you this. No, no. So I, so I got fired because, <clears throat> and it was total bullshit in my mind. I had never driven a log in truck. In your mind, yeah. I'd never driven, driven a log truck before in my life. Great way to qualify. Right? I'm, I'm 14 years old or whatever the fuck I was. 
And um, never driven a log truck by fourteen. Are you kidding me? But that's not unusual. I right know. I'm fucking. I don't know. You guys say you're from Washington. I'm just <laughs> yeah. like people drive log trucks ten, all day long. Ten, ten, ten years old. Way you learn how to drive a log truck. Oh, God you, damn what? it. No, I, I, was not, I was not 16 Lumberjack. yet. I, so I was under 16. Yep. <clears throat> Sign job. Sign job. And I was Jerry an internship. Spargo. No, it wasn't Jerry Spargo. That guy, was, never mind. It's <laughs> anyway, a whole sorry. other conversation. That guy's the inspiration for who I am right now, which is crazy. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I backed this log truck into a telephone pole and I tore the fucking side off it. Okay. And just just destroyed a whole shitload of stuff, thousands of dollars, way more than the job was worth that we were okay. supposed to do on this thing. We we're supposed to let the doors like that was yeah five hundred bucks I on just, the truck on the truck. It just okay. cost on this brand new truck just cost two thousand dollars worth of damage. Okay, but the owner of the sign company was had my mentality of yeah, just fucking go figure it out, right? Yeah, go do it, just go do it. Okay. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. Like, yeah. can you at least show me how to do it? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah just go back it, it up. So I put it in reverse. I backed it up. Backed it in the telephone pole, and I'm like, I'm shifting it wrong. Yeah. And I fucking shifted it again and fucking mashed on it and fucked it up even worse. <laughs> nice. Because like, I didn't realize You're that the trying. telephone pole had stopped me. <laughs> so get out. He fucking fires me. And I'm like, you can't fire me. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know how to drive a log truck, you yeah, dickhead. I'm 14. Like, I can letter the truck. Yeah. I don't know how to drive the truck. And I just kept coming back. Every fucking day until he's like, are you serious? How many days was it before it he said- It was a solid week. <laughs> a solid week of coming back and refusing his firing. Of yeah. Until he's like, ah. <laughs> you're, right. Guess, you're, right. guess you're gonna, you're right. I guess you're going to work here. It almost <laughs> sounds like the absolute opposite of what he did. Just showing up and saying, hey, I work here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. So what I did was he was just saying I'm hired, whereas you were saying I'm not fired. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I'm hard. not fired. And yeah, I'm not fired. I mean, I, 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 I think you could get away with that. Oh, you totally can get away with it. So, I mean, life is about confidence, right? You and I have talked about it a lot. Yeah, it is all about confidence. Where Getting the Bud Light Hotel you, with a CO2 tank on your shoulder. Yeah, I called you and said, hey, I'm going to come work for you for free. For four months and i knew i knew that i had i was playing the best cards i could ever play i was like <laughs> free labor new guy what's the deal i mean the agreement was i'd come work for free for four months you give me a room to stay in that was it that was the deal yeah and i showed up that entire time my goal was to make myself worth it and in the meantime I didn't realize that my goal was to be as sideways as I could be the entire time I was here, <laughs> but it was the most delightful experience that I've ever had is being able to pull the pin in the way that I did. And this dispenser right here will never happen again. No, this will never happen again. This is something that is a, divergence or a it crosses some sort of weird paradigm yeah. of pop culture and it's, it's it's oh my god that beer filled through the bottom it's oh my god you just reduced my waist by 30% it's oh my god it's hands free and I can make mixed drinks while I do this it's, it's quite possibly the largest innovation in the last century 
And I'm not tooting my own horn. No, when I, I know. Say that. Because when, if you if you look at the dollar value, the actual dollar value of what we can do, it's in the multi billions of dollars, and that's just in savings. Yeah, not actually any of the other stuff we. <sighs> I think I figured out. You you know you everybody always says, "What's your end game? What's this?" I think the end game is pretty much when somebody fills the beer up from the bottom and they don't think twice about it. It's just how it is. Oh, that's good. There's places where it's that not happens. like, oh my God, I can't, but do you see that? It's just, oh, that's how it works. Tulsa, Oklahoma, everybody, is a bottoms up epicenter. It is ridiculous. Yeah. I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's, a, it's stupid, amazing. I've been there for uh, like a week on I one like trip and a, a week lot. on a different trip. And I was at the venue where somebody set it down and it didn't work right. And the woman reached across the counter and said, Listen, hun, let me show you how this works. I use it at the other venue and was like, fixed it. That was it. I went, I can't wait until it's the entire world. I, in, I mean, they're just, it's just. Oh, and the shit that's happening in the UK right now. That's amazing. So. It's the best thing. It's the best thing. And I can't believe that an idiot like me. Somebody that, I mean, I'm just, I'm some We're doing it with like 18 people. Like, 18 people. Are you fucking people. kidding? I'm an asshole. I'm going to guarantee <laughs> you that right now. I'm arrogant. I'm going to guarantee everybody that. That's true. Right now. <laughs> and I am one of the most blessed individuals on the face of the earth because I have the opportunity to have come worked for and known this man and the people that are behind him from the beginning. And... Every day I remember that. Every fucking day. I don't wake up I don't wake up sad. I don't wake up mad. I just wake up going I do all those things. You know what I'm gonna do today? (laughs) I'm gonna go to work and I'm gonna build something. I'm gonna go to work and I'm gonna fix something. And I could be sad and I could be mad because I know I know probably more than anybody at the company, I know. All Just, of it. There could be an edit. We could totally. Never mind. Yeah, you could cut all the <laughs> the rest of it out. Yeah. No, I know more than anybody at the company. Oh, you can cut that it? little clip right there. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll all be fucking butt hurt and all that. Yeah, show it to them. And guess what? They can all go fuck themselves. But <laughs> I know all of it, right? Josh has given me the some beautiful insight, and I am so blessed to have it. And I know that this is gonna be the biggest thing ever. Yeah. And. Could be nothing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, on that is that a good ending note? <laughs> it could be nothing. It could all fall apart tomorrow. It could. It actually could. That's an actual real possibility. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And knowing all that, I love it even more. Yeah, no, it makes it great. I'm not okay. afraid of any of it. I'm not afraid of any of it. Like, None it of could it. all burn down. So tomorrow. many people are. And you need to have people that are afraid, right? Do you? I don't know. I suppose it's just, you just do. something people say, right? Nah. It's something people like you and I say is we need people that are afraid. I'm afraid of things. I mean, like I'm not not afraid. Like that's once you lose your fear, you're fucking dangerous. What are you afraid of? All kinds of things. Yeah, but what for the company? What are you afraid of? For the company, I'm afraid of uh, running out of cash. Yeah, which is 
a real fear in a, in the situ, in the scenario in which we're in at the moment. Yeah, cash is finite. Yeah, like A R A P. No, great, yeah. but actual cash in the bank will shut you the fuck down. Yeah. Um, and then is that going to stop you ever? Oh no, never. Okay, nothing. Not so, going to stop me. One. Well, but, well, okay. The only thing that stops me is a broken heart. We know that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even stop you. Just slows you down. Slows me down. So, um, so if you're not scared of that, what's the next thing? So A R A P. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so no, nothing. I guess. Yeah. So nothing really, and that's something that has made my life so much better is being able to come work with somebody in the environment that who's absolutely re- insanely fearless. Yes. Cuz I'm I'm going to I'm 29 years old and guess what? I'll die by let's say at best 122. Yeah, if I have my at, way at about best, it. I'm I'm going long on that, right guys? But Yeah, you're really stroking it long. I could die tomorrow. I'm not going to take a goddamn thing with me. And I'm here to try and build something. That's the best part. That's the best statement in the whole show. You can't take anything with you. You can't take anything with you. It's all about the ride. None of this. It's all about the ride. It's all about the ride. And we've got the best goddamn fucking ride in the planet. In the goddamn planet. I came up with this analogy the other day when I was talking to somebody. And they were talking about how their their family um, has found happiness very early on in life. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they're on this teeter. Wait, can, is this on the, can you see me? Yeah. They're on this teeter-totter here. Yeah. So it's easy to find Yeah, because you're, you're moving an inch. And you're half. moving here. If you fall off that thing. Yeah, you're right here by this what, awesome beer like, dispenser. Yeah, yeah, you're right here by a beer dispenser. Yeah. And you and I are on this teeter-totter up here. Yeah, and it's 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 if you fall off this teeter totter, yeah, I mean, it's going, the same teeter totter. It's just yeah. higher up. And if you fall off that teeter totter, it's much more scary. Yeah, you got a long way to fall, and you know you th- there's the people that are behind you, right? I really fucked up that analogy, but it's all about the teeter totter. Like so, get off this fucking teeter totter. You might as well on the ground. You might as well yeah. be playing in a goddamn sandbox. Yeah, yeah. Get risk on this teeter totter. It's risk the same teeter totter. It's just higher in the air. Yeah, risk it and. The one thing that I know that you and I have that is very different is that you don't work for me. I work for you. And everybody else that's in this company works for you. So you and I, you, you've, you've like when I said, when I, when I go on vacation, you're getting ready to go on a trip for a long, for fucking a long time. It's not vacation. Let's make that clear. It's not vacation, yeah. right? You don't, but that trip for me, even if it was work, would be vacation. Yeah, well, it won't be vacation for me because of all the shit that's going on. Yes, that you that have, I have to, to take be away care from. Yeah. Yes, and so when I what I've told you is that I have a very different reality than you do, and I know that. And mine is, hey, you send me somewhere for three weeks. That's where I am for three weeks, and some stuff matters, right? Tech calls, different things, a little bit of shit, maybe an email a day, but you go somewhere for fucking a week, two weeks, three weeks, and you're walking away from everything and you got to deal with it. And guess what? I'm so fucking glad that I'm not you. (laughs) 
Oh, so that's glad. So, so that's glad. So sweet. And I love whatever all the things that's you so do. That's so sweet. See, you got to as an entrepreneur, you got to find people like this or you got to decide to be a person like this. Yep. And if you're a person like me, is you'll never be him. Bad of a gig. Like, I have the best fucking gig. fucking gig. The best fucking gig. It's a gig. great gig. I'm it's a dreamer that's gig. following somebody else's dream. Yeah, you don't have to be an entrepreneur never. to be entrepreneurial. Be a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a fucking believer. Yeah. And I'm a follower. Been not at the same time. But guess what? I found, so I'm a follower that is just less of a follower than a lot of other people, right? Yeah, you found a place where you fit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Everybody's found looking for that thing that, that they I can fit follow. into and get along with and jive with. And I mean, we get along famously well. Well, we've li- we've well. lived I've, together. We've only yelled at each other several times, which yeah, is probably tremendous f- for right. having lived together for so long. Maybe five. Yeah, maybe five. Five times. Yeah. What? But so one thing I have found is that I only feel comfortable yelling at people that I truly care about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is a weird thing. Like I don't yell at anybody ever. Well, unless I, I love you. Yeah, and I kind of yell, yell at strangers, yell at but that's when I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you and I have. So you do yell at strangers adorable <laughs> i have uh lived here for a little over two years that entire time has been living with you and you and i have lived together and worked together and traveled together for i mean let's say that i've been here for 27 months all i go <laughs> that time you ate all those mushrooms and got on the plane and then we came back with the free boost. it wasn't mushrooms that was weed Oh, you ate a bunch of weed? Ate a bunch of weed, which is mushrooms. even worse. Yeah, oh, my God. Going to Norway? You fucking assholes. Turns uh, out booze was free on the whole plane. Yeah. We thought we were being nice and bringing yeah. in booze. Climb back into Because we were seat. up like real close in yeah. like, the, yeah, the economy the comfort. Economy yeah. comfort seats. Yeah. yeah. Assholes. But my point was <laughs> that uh, you and I have lived together, worked together, for I mean, in the in the last twenty six months, we've probably spent twenty two of them together. Yeah, and like those days have been like, hey, I didn't see you for three hours that day while we were awake, but the rest of the time it's in the house, girlfriends, no girlfriends, all of it, and it's been the best fucking time. It's been good, really fucking good. It's been the best, yeah. and. I love every minute of everything that I do and we're changing the world, which is amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad you pulled the pin and, I'm and so came glad to I do this with me. It's, it's been good. You, you're easily my left hand. Like I have a right hand and a left hand and you're I easily be a left, left hand. A little weird. It's the artistic Sometimes side. new, you know. Yeah. <laughs> some <The> fresh feeling. <laughs> if you sit on it long enough, yes! you might as well be a stranger. <laughs> He's the one that's supposed to keep this straight. Oh, okay, good. good, good <laughs> He's good, bringing good. these jokes now. Yeah, <laughs> he knows what this has become. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a debaucherous shit show. I wish it was live. We got a way to we got to figure a way to do this live. You could do it. Well, we can. I mean, I do the Hammer and Nigel show live. This is not a problem. Yeah, we yeah. should do it live for people that are actually that interested. Just in once we, you got to build. We'll, we'll build save that for once we get it launched. Yeah, first, you build and the then base. We'll, uh, no, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I just. But he's a. But they'll get to hear the shows. What, seven weeks before the show actually airs, which is perfect because 
that's kind of like an insider thing. Yeah, it's really neat. I think People who really want to, yeah. you know, listen. <laughs> listen to it. Really? Do they want, I don't know. I've been... So I just realized that you know most people in my in my life now that know me, they tune me out like forty percent of the time. So this yeah, but a new audience doesn't tune you out. I've not observed yet. that. Like That's anytime true. you get a new audience, oh, they're like, God, oh, I could fucking wrap them around my yeah, finger. Oh, you listen, they, oh man. But I understand why yeah, Josh what? tunes you out. I mean, you're more like a girlfriend than Josh's <laughs> girlfriends have ever been. Yeah. Yeah, true. and if you're like a typical dude like Josh is, then he, you're gonna start yammering on. He's just gonna be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I listen yeah. to half of it. Well, and Forty I, can, of it. you know, I heard most of this interview. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, <laughs> and I can railroad him. He yeah. pissed through the other part. You want to end this and go smoke a clove? Yeah. <laughs> listen, Radio Land. I'm out. I fucking love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. By too. the way, I'm gonna say this on the on the fucking mic. <laughs> The people that I've come to work with, I've learned to love. And at, I didn't realize that, you know, what it, what love really meant until I came here. Really. I was married for eight years in a relationship for 11. Oh, that's really true. Had that's a sweet. family that was sad, you know, a fucking, uh, you know, mom that had no boundaries, a dad that had no boundaries in a different way, all that crazy shit. And coming here meeting you guys and day to day where we work together for the same fucking goal. And it's a bunch of people that are broken. Me, I'm broken. Oh yeah. You're it's the broken. Fucking, oh, it's everybody the, that works with us is broken. It's the land of broken toys ran by the most broken toy ever. And knowing that much about everybody and being that intimate with everybody helps me realize that it is even more impressive what has been done with your idea. And it's a, gorgeous thing and I am blessed to be part of the story 100% and I don't I mean if it fails fuck it guess yeah. what I used to work for bottoms up yeah did you ever see it could be the statement that I could make that's and, what I'm gonna go yeah, with and everybody would be like god damn it what happened to it? it's like well you know and then you could do like cut, smash cut to true life Josh Springer <laughs> Where I'm strung out, yeah. laying on the ground. Yes. But, Twenty years from now, the VH1 like, special. I love the odds. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I, just, yes. It sounds like a great. Thing. Yes. Yes. I think we should do that anyway. Just do it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Serious. I almost tipped the chair over again, everybody. So I think it's a good idea, like the Steel Panther version. No, but <laughs> I've had. I mean, I've had the best time, and. I love the fact that you're doing this, that you're talking to people that, you know, you and Brad are working on stuff and communicating with entrepreneurs, business people throughout the whole stage because you guys can really inspire change in other people. You have inspired change in me, guaranteed, 100 fucking percent. And what else has inspired it is, is listening to other podcasts, not this one. I've never listened. Well, I've listened to one, and it was amazing. Um, but don't worry, we have some really shitty ones too. I could. I, shitty ones are great too. Yeah. The idea that you're providing information for people to consume. That. I mean, you you're you're gonna change people's lives. I think so. I think you're this, going. To. I I really believe that it, our platform is. You're going honestly to. different. You're going to. And it's honesty. 
Yes. Yeah. And honesty is the most important thing. And yeah. that's, so I've been told, you know, cut back to the corporate culture thing. I've been told a lot of time, times to be quiet or be somebody else or not talk about something or not Mostly do this. just be quiet. And <laughs> my response is I can't be anybody other than myself because if I am and they meet me drunk, I'm going to be completely different. And what I need them to understand is that I am myself all of the time. So if I'm my genuine self sober, I'm going to be my genuine self inebriated. Maybe a little bit louder, but you're going to hear the same language. You're going to see the same actions. You're going to see all of it. So I, my goal is to never make myself a liar. To never make myself That's somebody that I'm not. Point for this whole platform, never is to never be somebody. Any time that, that you think you need to be something, you're fucking wrong. You're wrong. You only ever have to be yourself. Only ever have to be yourself. It, it's one of the biggest things that I've learned, and one of the biggest struggles that I've ever had was coming up thinking that I needed to portray something, or be something, or do something in order to get people to get on board. And at the end of the day is what I found is that being myself was the most ad- addictive thing for anybody that I was with or, or trying to get on board. People don't act like me. Nobody. Nobody. No. And if I do that, they're like, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? Yeah. Unless the moment that they met you. But I'm, I'm, but it's, it's, I'm yeah. genuinely honest. No, like I, know. It, I am That's- genuinely myself every minute of every day yeah and so if they met the genuine you after they had met the disingenuous you they'd be like what is this contrast who is this person yeah, exactly what is this this yeah, person's is this? A, a liar a you liar. Will, you you cannot catch me in a lie because nope. i am me all, all the, the time, time. yeah you can't sometimes to the detriment yeah well and, but but, but I mean, what's the detriment at that point like is that yeah. an actual detriment no yeah i don't think it is people would think so because i am people aren't used to it yeah. not at all not at all exactly i would rather lose something over being myself rather than yep. gain something by not being me because because it's easier yeah. to maintain it's easier to keep track of it's and that's 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 a selfish statement but it's more real well like, it's not even a selfish statement it is reality right i mean so imagine yourself in a relationship with somebody just straight on relationship yeah. you and a dude have been in a relationship for like a year right sure and you've been lying to him the whole time that i'm not actually gay yes and then you come out as straight that would be awkward. That would be really awkward. Now, yeah. if the whole time you told them <laughs> that I'm straight, but I love sucking cock, <laughs> it would have been totally different. It would have been totally different. Totally, he would have appreciated it. He would have never appreciated my weird down. straight cock sucking fetish. <laughs> you know, it would have been completely different, and he would have appreciated my honesty from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? You wouldn't have had to have gotten married when it was legalized. I mean, <laughs> I feel like this is a darker version of not a surf's popular. <laughs> <laughs> well, darker. I mean, yeah, gayer, respect you like your what? honesty. You know, <laughs> I respect your honesty. <laughs> and on that cocksucking note, Warren, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, I don't even know what we talked about. I hope you're a reoccurring guest because you're fucking fantastic. 
I like to I touch things. Down. Yeah. Like, why are you touching that? I'm like, I'm like, or I'll put my teeth on it. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll bite it. Yep, made it go. Got good mouth feel. Great mouth feel. <laughs>